0: Before we continue on, I just want to preface that mental health is a real thing and it should be a serious matter that everyone should be talking about. And I feel like that right now is a a good time. I'm making my whole season four podcast to be about mental health. Hopefully it affects one of you guys that affects you guys in a positive sense or affects one of your friends in a positive sense. You know, you guys... That's not a real thing. Like, you guys are never alone in it. There are always people that are willing to help you. There are other people that are going through the same struggle as you. So please always reach out and ask for help. You're never alone. So yeah. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. And... Continuing on with season four, the theme of mental health. I brought in another special guest and then yeah, you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, my name is Tomas Montero. Um I go to school with Gabriel. Uh technically, I am his big uh, or his queer, and I'm happy to be here.
0: Thank you for coming out and you know thank you for taking the time every day to talk and you know share. Of course, man, anytime. Yeah, so let's hop into it. So, like, how how have you been, like, honestly? How have you been?
1: Honestly, mentally, I'm very tired. Um, but in, in my opinion, it's a good tired. Um, I think that I can feel yeah. mentally tired when I'm doing a lot of things that don't align with what I want. Um, so I feel not stimulated or not really into it. I'm not enthusiastic. but at at this point in my life, like during during the break where I'm spending so much of my energy, you know, with family and with my my friends and my relationships, I'm in I'm in a point where a lot of my mental energy is going toward that. So it is tiring. But I know that it's what I want to do. And as taxing as it is, it does make me happy. So, like, yeah, sometimes I, I might feel overstimulated or feel like a little bit, like, exhausting because I am doing all these things at once. But they're all things that I want to do. So I think that I'm ready for some alone time. But I'm I'm very happy with the fact that I've spent a lot of my energy and a lot of my... Um. A lot of my time and effort with the people and and the things that I love so I'd say like happiness levels is pretty high like eight nine but then energy levels is pretty low it's like probably like
0: three four for sure yeah I feel like I feel like that in some sense you know energy levels low but you know I just I'm doing what I still love to do but yeah thank you for that yeah. Uh. So what is mental health to you in your own words and like what it is? To me, mental health is
1: one of, if not the most important part of your well-being. I think that it's what you should be taking care of the most and paying attention to the most um, in your life in terms of your well-being because i think that it's a little bit easier to take care of yourself physically you know um it's a lot more easier to be mindful of you know what you put into your body when you're eating and dieting and 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 how you're spending your energy physically by working out or exercising but something that gets overlooked is you know how do you are you aware of what you're putting into your your mind you know what's your mental diet like what's your mental exercise like cuz those things aren't physical you don't get to like see it with your own two eyes or you don't get to feel it with your fingers so sometimes people can overlook that because it might not seem as quote unquote real but it's very genuine in my opinion i think that what you consume and 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 what how you exercise your mind's ability also has a pretty big effect on you because if you're if you're intaking a lot of negative things and you're not using your head to to do something about it, you're gonna feel bad and you might not know why. But if you think about it, if you were to do those same things physically, you would know exactly why. You know, like if I'm eating junk food and I'm not exercising, that's gonna show. My body's gonna be giving up on me. My I'm not gonna be have enough energy, I won't be able to compete at a level that I want to compete at or, or feel good about myself, you know? So I think that mental health, especially lately, and especially with the several other factors in the world, particularly like our generation and technology, social media, et cetera, et cetera, that's something that we should all keep in mind. And it's something that is really important.
0: Yeah, and I want to go on, take it back of what you're saying. And, like, you're talking about social media. So, like, I would say for me, it, was, it would be one problem of uh, the cause of mental health. But, like, besides social media, uh, what do you think are some causes of, like, mental health problems?
1: Um, I think social media is is one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest one. But I think there's there's several other factors, you know, um, particularly your relationships and the people that you surround yourself with, you know, it, being around people that are toxic or unhealthy for you, um, people who are trying to bring you down instead of build you up, that, that stuff's not good for you because it's very hard to feel supported and for you to be able to support yourself when no one around you is showing you how to do that. So if you, if people who are isolated or feel alone, you know, it doesn't have to be physically. You, you you can be in a large group of people and you can live with a large group of people. But if if you don't feel the support, that openness to be able to share, to be yourself, to, to express your feelings in a genuine way where someone is listening, like genuinely listening, that's very crushing in my opinion. I think I, I've been in that scenario a couple times in my life and it's very lonely you know i'm not talking about physically like no one's around but if no one's there to listen to you to 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 acknowledge you your feelings um it makes things very difficult because sometimes you might not learn how to support yourself or you might not you know um you might not even be able to feel that that idea that like people care for you, so it can lead to this idea that like you might not know or you're not aware to care for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. I think that the way that people are raised and the communities that you grow up with, and you know, it's a, it boils down to like some social things and some cultural things, but if you are around this ideology that people shouldn't be open about things and talk about things and and fix their problems with one another then that leads to your relationship with yourself you know where you're going to be you're not going to be looking inward to fix those problems um and those those wounds will not heal um and I think that's a lot of a, a big part of the mental health journey that people talk about is like the quote unquote the healing process. But that is that's such a broad topic. and there's so many different ways that people heal, mm-hmm. so many different ways that people take care of themselves. and it all it all kind of depends on like what you think you need, you know, um and what what you can learn about yourself from that process.
0: Speaking of the healing process, I guess, like, for you and, like, what you've seen in your friends or other people, like, how, like, what kind of process of healing or, like, the healing process look like in, like, in those situations?
1: I think that for a lot of people, the healing process involves a lot of, like, taking care of their, like, inner child, realizing what they may or may not have lacked um. When they were growing up, you know, whether it's from their parents or for from their relationships, what 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 do they seek and why I think <coughs> sorry, a lot of mental health not only comes from like being able to like justify or like do something that you previously thought you were unable to do, not because you physically weren't able to do it, but just because you didn't think it was right. But to kind of understand why, you know. Um, for example, like let's say um you grew up or you were you you, you had this notion in your head that you know you're 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 not supposed to talk about your feelings out loud. And for whatever reason, um now you feel like you have to push those feelings down. And what you have to learn about yourself is that it's okay to feel that and you should probably try a little bit harder to understand why you have that mindset in the first place. Because understanding and that learning about yourself is the most difficult part, but it's the most important part because when you understand why you feel certain things and why you react to certain things, then you can begin to do the work and kind of change that behavior and change that action.
0: And then I want to go to what you were mentioning earlier about, like, opening up and, like, you know, like, when you said, like, about, like, how, like, suppressing it and, like, emotion. So would, like, I guess this brings me to the point of, like, in, in the sense of, like, the gender, do you think, like, there's, like, a big difference or if there is a difference between, like, men and women's mental health, like, the, the way they, like, deal with things in a sense?
1: Yeah, um, I, you know, there's several hundreds, if not thousands of people who have spoken on it, um, and I agree with some things and I disagree with some things. I think that societally and historically, um, a lot of men are, are are viewed and valued based on what they provide and not the person that they are, and um, I, you'll see it all over like social media about how like the girls might not care about like how dudes feel because they they that's not what they value or seek from them in their life. you know there's like, oh, well, I want someone who's like can protect me and provide for me. It doesn't matter how like their feelings are. And a lot of dudes feel like because of that, right? because because nobody gives a damn about how a guy feels, they feel like they cannot open up because there's no point. Right. Because they've, they've been they've been told for enough of their lives that their feelings aren't important. I don't think that's true. Obviously, I think everyone's feelings are important. And I think that there are, you know, there there are women who don't view guys that way, but there, that there is some who do. And I think that's very unfortunate. And I think that because of social media, that agenda is sort of blown up. Um, or more so like it's, it's being depicted more, you know, like that shit goes viral when someone talks about it. Right. You know, that video will blow up, get thousands of comments, people are arguing, whatever, whatever. But the point is more and more people will see stuff like that, like controversial takes like that. And so it kind of spreads that way of thinking. And so like, you know what, like if you're a girl and you see that, and you don't necessarily agree with it, You might not take it as anything, but if you see a guy and you see that, no, no one is telling them no, you know, no one is telling them that they, that they do matter. And I think that we see a kind of a lack of that generally, you know, like (coughs) recently was like men's mental health month, you know, not too far back. (coughs) Sorry. And. You know, people didn't speak that much about it. <clears throat> you know, there's there's other things like um, you know, there's so many statistics that I could share that like oh suicides are so much higher and men and anxiety and depression and such and such. But I don't believe that it's fair to lock things to one gender or another. And I'm not trying to point the finger and say that it's anyone's fault. You know, I'm not trying to say it's like women's fault that men feel like shit or it's men's fault (coughs) because they don't communicate. You know, what I'm only describing is like the trends that I see in my communities, which is that more often than not, especially younger guys have this inclination that there's no point in them opening up and that Nobody gives a shit. Um, and I think that that's really sad because I would think about like the average good person that they want to feel good and that the, in the communities that they're in, they want other people to feel good, you know? And we're fortunate to have been in communities and scenarios where we have experienced that type of listening, that type of like, (coughs) deep learning and understanding, you know, we've gone on retreats, we've formed these friendships and bonds with people that we are, we are trusted in, who we know actually care for us and and value that. So I think that no matter what your gender is, (coughs) it's important for you to find that, you know, it doesn't have to be like, Oh because you didn't go to this school you didn't go on this retreat you're not going to know what it's like to reach out no that's not true there's there's several communities and 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 methods that you can be a part of that you can use to look after yourself and to find people that you can trust to talk to that will listen to you
0: yeah. i think
1: what's helped i think what's helped me personally other than like forming a support group of like my own friends and my family and my relationships is um, the fact that, like, I personally am now going to therapy, which is a big step for me. It's something that I kind of wanted to do for the last couple of years because my mental health was rocky. But I think last year I really wanted to make that change because I, I, I didn't feel as good about myself that as I wanted to. And I didn't know what therapy was going to be like, I didn't know I was going to like it. And I was scared of it because, you know, I'd never done it before. But taking that chance, taking that risk to go forward, helped a lot. And the truth is you never know until you try. And it can only help you, you know? So I encourage people to not put that shit on the back burner. Uh, As much as you might feel that you should, feel like it doesn't matter, you know, that you should sacrifice all these other things in place of your mental health, you know, like school, success, your appearance, your status. I know all of those things might feel important, but at the end of the day, the most important thing is how you feel about yourself. And I, I want everyone to feel better about themselves. And I'm not saying that I, I, I am, like, a peak, right? I'm not saying that, like, oh, I went to therapy, I fixed myself, I'm better than y'all. No, like, I'm, I'm very much in that process with you there's a lot of things that I want to change and I want to grow about and I'm working on that but I think that people who are working on it you might not be like 10 out of 10 happy but just knowing that you're getting better and that you're making an effort to get better I think that's a beautiful thing
0: Yeah, thank you for that. And I want to go back to what you said about therapy. Because during the uh, men's mental month, it's like, what, no, November? November, I think. Um, I was talking to friends of mine, you know, especially not guys, because I already know what my guy friend group already thinks about it from Loyola. So it's like, I want to get an outside perspective. So I, got, I asked some female friends of mine. And then I asked them, like, how would they promote men's mental awareness and then, like, how to improve it? Then, one of the main, co- the main answer they also was therapy. And they said, like, I don't know if you agree with the statement, but do you think, because they said, like, they think guys have the option to go to therapy, but they don't take the opportunity because, like, condescending in a way, in a sense, like, it's just like a rough territory you know because like we were brought into society that we can't show emotion so do you agree with that statement in a sense that guys really don't take the opportunity to go to therapy
1: i think in in some cases yeah like i understand where they're coming from i think that sometimes having a mental health problem people see as like a red flag or like um something that's unattractive right um i'll share something a little bit personal which is the fact that like when I was diagnosed with depression I was really really scared to like get close to people right not not like not like just um you know like girls like trying to like be in a relationship or like whatever but also just like regular friends because I I was afraid that they would see, see me as like undesirable or unattractive right because oh, if he has depression, he was like, his mental health's not that good. That's, that's, that's unattractive, you know, like, I don't want to be around that. Someone who's like, not right, you know? So a lot of it is like that fear, you know, that like, if you go to therapy or if you, if your mental health is not that good, it's a sign that like, somehow you are not as good as, as a person or as qualified to be a good friend or a good partner or whatever. And I think, that's stupid i think that's stupid because everyone has their own has their own demons and at at, at a certain point you realize that you know no one is is any better or worse than you because they go to therapy and you don't or you go to therapy and they don't that shit it doesn't matter you know like does you know like does the fact that like you can bench 100 and the fact that i can bench 95 does that make a difference in like how good of a person you are and how how attractive of a person you are like maybe but like if if you're like attracted to someone based on like their physical stats and their their like physical characteristics then i think that's a very shallow reason to be attracted to someone right uh like you know oh like they're they're stronger that makes them hotter they're like okay cool like that's admirable that they have strength but it's like if you're that's if that's the reason why you're looking for relationships with people then like how meaningful is is that relationship to you if that's what it's based on you know i think and i'm not talking about relationships like character or uh, romantic (laughs) i'm talking about like just every interpersonal relationship like mentors friends uh, romantic partners the all of that stuff if for it to be meaningful and intimate like Those should be based on like deeper things like trust and honesty. And because those things are a lot more valuable. Physical traits will fade over time. You know, you're not going to be as strong now, as strong when you're like 60 as when you're like 25. You know, you're not going to be as ripped. It's just how it is. You might not look as nice, might not be as attractive, but you can always be honest you can always be truthful. You can always be a good listener, and you can always get better at those things. There, there's never a certain point in your life where the journey is too late. You know, it's not like, oh, like, shit. Once I'm fifty and I'm a grumpy old man, I'm always going to be a grumpy old man. You know, I. I <coughs> you can turn that around, and I think that's how we should view it there's there's an asap rocky quote out there where he's on a podcast too and he's talking about like i don't understand he said like i don't understand when it was when why people started making fun of other people to try because trying is the coolest thing that someone can do something like that that's what he said and he's right Trying something new is cool. It's very admirable, especially into something that a lot of people are afraid to take that step into. <laughs> like, when did it become uncool to try? When you were little and you saw, and you saw someone like on the playground, whatever, doing something new, was it weird or was it awesome? You're like, oh shit, that's so dope. I didn't even know you could do that. So then you want to try. Trying is growing, like learning new things is growing. So why are we, why are we berating that behavior? You know, why are we bringing people down for trying something new and trying to better themselves? That's whack. I think that, unfortunately, there is a precedent for people to be afraid of it. Or to shy away from it because they they think it represents this like fault of theirs, but who doesn't have faults? Who doesn't have things that they're working on? Nobody is perfect. The people that are laughing at you or telling you that it's like weird or a setback of yours that you're going to therapy, those aren't the people you should be around because they're they they're not bringing you up; they're bringing you down. Whenever I hear about somebody going to therapy or, or trying to make a change in their life, I congratulate them because that's a step in their life moving forward. They're they're actually taking and making an effort to do something about what they don't like in their life and how they want to make it better. And that sounds pretty fucking cool to me.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. You know, just like taking the initiative to like better yourself even if it's therapy or just you know maybe a small step just like talking to your friends or family about it which to me is like the biggest step of anyone's life just willing to talk to someone at least and not keeping inside yeah yeah and then I mean I don't know if I hope uh, like I'm not overstepping my boundary but like are you like willing to share about like uh The diagnosis of your depression, like I guess, like what's I guess like symptoms and like how you felt and like you know like all the stuff that the journey of like that depression stage, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm now, been cleared.
1: Um, but it happened when I first entered high school. Um, (coughs) sorry, it was 2016. And I had just left middle school where I was pretty happy, I would say. I had a very healthy, strong, good group of friends. And I felt relatively successful, you know. I think I did a lot of things in middle school that I was proud of. And then I hit high school and I realized that I was going to a school where everyone was kind of like me. So I, I didn't feel quote-unquote special anymore, Um, (laughs) which sounds stupid. But at the time, this is how I felt. So I'm going to give myself that validity and that genuineness. I felt like I didn't stand out anymore, you know, that there was nothing about me that made me any different from the next girl or guy in that school. Yeah, everyone was just as successful, just as smart. (coughs) And it was funny because I had been led to believe that, like, I was kind of special and kind of smart. You know, I, I didn't say it, like, proudly. I didn't think that I was better than everyone else. But, like, I had the self-confidence in myself to know that, like, I could be good. You know, I was <coughs> I had the, the self-confidence in myself to to think that I would be able to succeed in whatever I did, wherever I went, and I think that when I lost a lot of my friends when I went to high school, not because something wrong happened, just because we all split up. And when I had to make new friends, and it I, I saw how like clicky things were in high school, and it wasn't it was very different from when I was in middle school. And it it made me feel alone very fast because I felt like a lot of people in my high school were already in pre-existing friend groups and that they weren't really welcoming new people in. And then I thought that, like, in not just in social groups, but in, like, academic and athletic communities, I wasn't making the cut. There were people who were, like, leagues above me. And then, like, I didn't make it to the... I didn't make it into like the soccer team when I was a freshman because I was too small. The coach told me, he was like, he told me and like three other kids, he was like, I don't want you guys to get killed out there because you're going to be playing against kids that are like two feet taller than you. So try, you know, maybe next year or try a different sport. I was crushing because I love playing soccer. That was one of the like very few things that I was still holding on to. Because it for me, it didn't matter who I was playing soccer with as long as I was playing soccer because I love the sport. And it's it's like genuinely something that gave me so much. But I think when I was cut that year, I lost that part of myself, that ability to have joy in it because it crushed my self-confidence. So I went throughout that first semester feeling very alone, feeling like no one was really there to support me and I had my self-confidence crushed physically and kind of academically or mentally. I, I I didn't, I was no longer confident in my ability that like I was smart or that I was athletic because I wasn't making it there. Therefore I'm not cut out for it. You know, I'm, I'm really not all these things that I think I am. And at the time, you know, I was 15, 14. I had, I had a bit of attitudes going through puberty. I didn't have the best relationship with my parents. Especially
0: <laughs>
1: especially my mom. And she and I didn't see eye to eye a lot back then. So I'd fight with her a lot. <laughs> she was still adjusting to the fact that I was going to school really far away in that I was going to try and go out with my friends, you know. And I I, I grew up in kind of in a stricter household where, like, I was always home by a certain time. And if I went out, (coughs) one of my parents would usually go with me or at least know where I was. But that was changing in high school. You know, you grow up, you start going out with your friends after school, such and such. And I can understand now that my mom was just looking out for me. You know, it's not like she's trying to stop me from having fun. She just cares about, like, my safety and, like, who I'm surrounding myself with, as every good mother does. But the point is, I felt really alone. I felt like no one was there to pick me up. And so I began to blame it all on myself and think that I was the problem, you know. If I'm not smart, then I'm dumb. And if I'm not athletic, then I'm a fat fuck. And a lot of these feelings came out in like really bad physical manifestations. Like at the time I was like severely overeating and stress eating. And I would stay up super late to do homework because I didn't feel motivated during the day. So I wasn't sleeping. I was sleeping at like 2, 3, 4 a.m. and getting up at 6. And I was eating the whole time. So I was it was all of these things where like, I really, really wasn't taking care of myself. And it got to the point where when I was, I looked at myself in the mirror and I saw who I had become and the way that I was feeling. I didn't want to be here anymore, you know? And it's not necessarily, I think suicidal thoughts is not necessarily when you want to die. Uh, For a lot of people that don't like themselves, they don't actually want to kill themselves i i i think i only seriously ever thought about hurting or harming myself only once and since then it's never happened again but i think a lot of it is just you don't want to continue living as you are you know you it's not that you don't want to be alive it's just that the life that you're living you're so unsatisfied with. And I really had to take a look at myself and figure out how I was going to get myself out. And one of the things that helped me was quite frankly, strangers who became some of my best friends. So I was a freshman in high school at the time and I wasn't involved in anything. You know, I was crushed. I didn't join any clubs because I didn't I didn't have the social battery or confidence to go meet new people. I didn't stay after school to hang out with any friends. And I wasn't in the sport. So I I wasn't in any community at all. But I remember one time in the library, it was raining. So my dad was late to come pick me up. And these group of like juniors and seniors who I had really spoken to before. I'd seen them next to me in the library a couple of times. They came up to me and they were asking me if I was hungry or if I was doing anything. And uh, I don't know why I answered so honestly, but I was like, yeah, I'm starving. I am not doing anything for like the next two hours. But I'm I'm like really hungry, which is true. Like I I was really hungry that day. I ate. Still, I ate lunch, but it had been a couple hours since then. And they actually invited me to Jollibee, which is really funny because they turned out to be the executive board of my high school's Filipino club. They turned out to be the president and the vice president and the secretary of my school's Filipino club. And that day, they listened to me and showed me that support that I had, hadn't had. And it wasn't like they did it on purpose. They weren't asking me like, oh, what's wrong? Are you okay? You look lonely all the time. They were just being good friends. So those those were some of the first like real friends that I made. And I joined the club because of that. And later, I went on to become the president and, and implement like something similar to what we have a Pomona in the university level, like the Kuya the auditing program, I, I, I implemented something like that when I was a senior in high school because I wanted that mentorship to be available to students who were like me. So they kind of helped me get my self confidence back by listening to me. And it was just as simple as that. If I was able to speak my problems out loud, and not just my problems, but just the way that I was feeling And have people genuinely listen to me, it felt good because I wasn't holding it in anymore. And when you're not holding things in anymore, you feel very able to make a change about it because suddenly it's not inside anymore. You know, whether getting it out is speaking it to someone or journaling about it, as long as you're externalizing it, you're giving that trauma. Life. You're, you're making it real. And when it's real, something clicks in your brain where you're ready to do something about it. When you're ready to do something about it, that's when the change starts to happen. I started realizing, you know, the reasons why I didn't like myself and why I didn't like my relationships. And the biggest things that I learned was just how I wanted to try something new. And so because of the conversations that I had with them in the next semester, I joined cross country, you know, I, I, I wasn't good at running, but I wanted to do something. I wanted to do something. I, I, I knew I couldn't do soccer anymore, but I wanted to try. I wanted to try and be a part of something. And I wanted to try and do something for myself. And I ran and I ran for the next four years and I became captain, and I made more friends through cross-country as well. I'm really proud that I made those steps because they, they helped me pull myself out of the dark place that I was in. I think that when you feel neglected, it's easy to neglect yourself as well. But when you feel seen, it encourages you to, to see yourself and to do right by yourself as well. So that's kind of my story and where I stand on that. And I'm glad that I've pulled myself out because I know where I came from. And all those lessons that I learned along the way helps me every day in my life. I know what to do when I feel a certain way. I know how to pull myself out. And I know what works for me. What works for me might not work for everyone because we're all different. We all deal with our problems differently. But for me, that's how it was people who listened to me and supported me and showed me what it was like to care for one another and to listen, genuinely listen. It gave me the courage (laughs) to do that to myself, to listen to myself. And then in turn, I was listening to my mom, my relationships, reconnecting with my friends. And it gave me the confidence to make new friends so that's where, that's kind of my journey as, as of right now. And then recently I told you about how I started therapy in college.
0: Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for, you know, being willing to leave vulnerable and share that story of yeah. the journey with depression. And I want to be, go back to one main point or one thing just for yeah just I just want to go back to one point about you talking about depression so what do you say you like one day I guess so what do you say you kind of figure out you had depression when you realized that when you said you looked yourself at the mirror and realized like that's who you become
1: that was the that was the reason that was the moment when I started like really disliking myself but I think I started feeling depressive symptoms before then um and I want to make that clear feeling depressed and having depression is very different I I don't think you can say that you have depression unless you are clinically di- diagnosed but anyone can feel depressed because when you're when you have depression that stuff is chronic it happens for a long time and when i went to the doctor for me i had had it for more than a year i'm not i'm not qualified to tell you how long or how short you have to have it for it to be like actually diagnosable but i happen to be diagnosed but i <coughs> i know people and I, I myself have been in parts of my life where i was feeling depressed and that is a feeling. You feel unmotivated. You feel not happy with the way that you are, you know, whether that's physically, mentally. When you look at yourself, you're unsatisfied and you feel like shit. Y- you do. You don't have to have depression to feel those feelings, you know. People who are just at a low point in their lives, they may or may not feel that. Regularly, you know, I think when you're, I think some common feelings of feeling depressed is like when you're unmotivated. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. When you're unmotivated, when you aren't taking care of yourself in the ways that you should. Or that you you know you should. Physically, this this manifests into like (coughs) a lot of behavioral changes. You know, you see people who don't sleep early and they don't shower. They don't change their clothes, clean their room, brush their teeth. Which is all just like basic human maintenance type things, right? This is all just stuff that normally you expect yourself to do. But when you're feeling depressed, just being okay takes so much of your energy. So a lot of people don't have the extra to to take care of themselves. It's really, really hard. Because you feel like your mind is yelling back at you all the time. That's one of like the biggest feelings that I say I had. Or that I experience when I am depressed, I feel like my head is very quiet or my head is very loud, but I'm very quiet. My mind is always racing. I'm overthinking. I'm t- thinking about questions that aren't important or that don't have an answer because I'm digging for something. And because I'm so much of my time and my energy is spent up there, stuck in my head, going back and forth about things, my body. Is not doing anything. I'm stuck physically. And it sucks. It's the worst. That's why people, one of the most common advices for people who are stuck in their head is do something. Because when you go out and you use the energy physically, less of the energy is being used for you to overthink, to be stuck in your head. So it helps people pull themselves out. You know, I, I used to go for runs to clear my head. And it really helped a lot of people work out. And then when you aren't in your head, you notice that your head is quiet. And so many people crave that, (laughs) including myself. Because when your head is quiet, it means you're at peace. You're at acceptance of the way that things are. And you're not overthinking because you're acting. That's also another thing that I've heard. Overthinking comes from underacting. Do something. Even if you don't feel like it's important, do something. If you're overthinking about school and it's giving you anxiety because you have so much shit to do, do something. I'm not telling you to do your homework. It doesn't have to be your homework. You don't have to study. Do something else. Cook yourself a meal. Watch a movie. Find a way to leverage the energy to go somewhere else. Because when you're overthinking and you're not acting, you're allowing all of that energy to go there. That's one of the shifts that I'm learning to make, that I've learned helps me. So I think when I was depressed, I felt a lot of that, a lot of being stuck in my head, a lot of You know, not being self-confident. I was very self-detrimental. The way that I would speak to myself in my head and the, the the things that I would feel from it was very negative. And it's possible to turn that around. But when you're doing nothing, it's very hard. Because it's so easy to get stuck there because it consumes you. And that's when that's why sometimes it can feel inescapable. It, you you have to break the cycle as incredibly difficult, but you can do it with help from other people and from yourself. You have to stand up for that. It's really important.
0: Yeah. I agree with that, like you know standing up for yourself, you know. It's like you gotta do what you gotta do for your yourself. you gotta be selfish. And then I guess the I have another question about your the depression. Yeah, so yeah. what what made you decide to go to the clinic to see if like you you actually like had depression like
1: Um, I have this phrase in my head that I use for times like this. That for times like that, I mean, which was I was so sick of losing. I'm not talking about winning, like being the best. I, I, I got to the point in my feeling depression and my depression and my feelings of being depressed. That I couldn't celebrate anything. You know, I would get a test back and it would be like the highest grade in the class. But because of my self-confidence and because of the fact that I thought that I wasn't really successful or academically viable. And I didn't have that like validation in myself to know that I was smart. I I wasn't happy about it. I was it was awful. I missed winning. I missed the feeling of being able to celebrate something for myself, to be proud of the things that I am accomplishing. And I felt like I was losing all the time. All the time. I got so tired of losing, Uh, losing in school, losing in my athletics, losing with my family, losing with my friends. I felt like I was losing all the time. I missed winning. I missed being able to look at a moment and smile. Not because I'm the best (laughs) in the room, but just so I could celebrate that, because when I'm out with my friends and we're doing something fun and I'm present and I'm enjoying the moment and we're laughing, I feel like I'm winning. Not because I'm better than everyone else, not because I'm number one, I'm, I'm the happiest person there, I'm th- I have the most money there, whatever, but because I'm there, because I get to experience that, because I get to feel good with people that make me feel good. That's winning, that's success. Maybe not like financial success or like academic success, but it's success. It's mental success. You're in a place where you feel good. And that's so important. Cause that's what you're gonna remember. I can't tell you how much money I had or didn't had, you know, last summer. But I can tell you how fun it was. So I think when I got to that point, when I realized I wasn't celebrating anything, I I really, really wanted to, to turn that around because I knew that if it, it, it felt wrong. It felt wrong that I was always losing, that nothing was going right and that I felt like nothing could go right because I had experienced it before, you know. I know what it's like to experience happiness, to share that with other people, to have that self-confidence in myself. And when I felt like I was always losing, I was also losing me. You start to not feel like yourself. And that's scary. Because you're like, well, then who the fuck am I? Who is this person that's doing all these things, if not me? Because this isn't me, what's happening, this is, this, it's not me, it's not who I am, it's not what I do. I wanted to get that back. I wanted to win myself back. So that's why I went, because I was sick of it. I was so tired of it, and I didn't know what to do. but I knew that that was something. I didn't know if I had depression or anxiety or whatever, but I knew that something was wrong. And when something's wrong, (coughs) I encourage you to turn to people who can help you figure it out. Whether that's your family or a doctor, a therapist, a professional. there's a certain point where everyone wants to turn it around. That's a breaking point. It's different for everyone. You you can't handle going through that forever. You'll drive yourself insane. You have to want to turn it around. I think when I realized that I was losing myself, and losing in my little everyday battles and not appreciating my wins, that's when I was ready. I was ready to look at myself in a different way, appreciate myself for who I am and grow to view myself in a better way.
0: That really hits deep, like, you know, just winning, you know, because uh, everyone wants to win in life, you know? It doesn't exactly. have to be like just small winnings, you know, just like being able to wake up, you know, be able to eat, you know, just that's a winning at least, you know? But, you know, winning big or small, everyone wants to win in life. So, my final question is what advice can you give the audience if they are going through some problems themselves with mental health?
1: I'd say, first of all, you have to know that you're in it, which is sometimes the shittiest part. A lot of people, including myself, have had the tendency to say that they're okay when they know that they're not. (sighs) Accepting it is like the first thing. Knowing that you're in a cycle is hard. And it's it's gonna feel overwhelming and it's gonna feel like you're trapped. But you have to you have to realize that you're there so that you know how to break it. <clears throat> you can't keep living every day doing that. It's gonna wear you down, it's gonna wear you out. And I don't want that for anyone. Appreciate it and honor it. You have to do that in order to understand it and move on. Don't deny it. I know you want to deny it because, you know, you don't want to be there in the first place. No one wants you to be there in the first place. And you can pull yourself out, but you have to do it the right way. So to anyone out there who's going through like a shitty time because of something that's happened in their life, Or just because of how they've been feeling about themselves. You're doing really well. You're really strong for sticking it out. And you should know that. Whatever it is that you're going through. You can get over that. You may feel like you're at rock bottom. And you should understand why. You should acknowledge that you are. That doesn't make you a loser. That doesn't make you the worst. Because when you understand why you feel that way, you begin to process that. It opens the doors for you to to make that next step. So you can dig yourself out. So you can feel better. I encourage you to try. Even if you don't know what to do or why. Why, why this or why that? Why, why go to the gym? Why start running? Why start journaling? Try. The why is because you need to find something that can help you. You need to help yourself. And when you're ready, I encourage you to reach out to other people. Friends, family. therapy if you go to school look 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 and see if your school has therapy a lot of universities have that for students this is included with your tuition if you have access to a therapist or to a doctor tell them about it i encourage you to if it's been going on the longer the more important it is for you to say something You ultimately know how you want to feel and what feels good and bad for you. Try things. You never know if they're going to help you. And if they don't, so what? You tried. Now you know that doesn't work. So you learn something from yourself anyway. Try. And keep going. I know like whatever you're going through can be really shitty. And it seems like there's no end to it but you can get out, you can break a cycle in small ways. Like Gabriel was saying, everyone wants to win, even those small wins can lead to something. Do something for you that makes you feel good. Even if it's just as easy as getting up and making your bed every morning, if you manage to make your bed every morning, you've managed to break something in your cycle. You have the power to do it. And when you've made your bed, make something else. Make yourself a meal. Start helping yourself. Make time for yourself. Make time to watch a movie. Let yourself enjoy that movie without worrying about anything else. Just do something. You may not know why or what to do. But just try your very best to find something that gives you a win and let yourself feel that win because it can do a lot to push you in the right direction
0: thank you so much for those advices and thank you for sharing your story also like thank you for coming out and just you know, being on the podcast Tomas. of course I'm happy to be here. Yes. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. Thank you again. Oh well, yeah, that's it for today's episode. And until the next uh episode, I guess.